recording. This is great. It's very hard to know how to start these things. These things are very weird to start. I've done many takes of this. Um, I'm sitting in a squeaky chair, and we're just going to start. Hi. I'm Rabbi Ariana Katz, and this is the first episode of Thread, a question and sometimes answers podcast. I'm coming to you live from the greatest city in America, Baltimore, Maryland, where I have the profound privilege of serving as the founding rabbi of Hinenu, the Baltimore Justice Steeple. Hinenu is a new congregation that meets to celebrate our Jewish year, Shabbat and holidays, to care for one another through chesed, aka mutual aid, and to mobilize for a more just world together. You're welcome to join us for a service or a class and learn more at hinenubaltimore.org. And when I'm not dreaming about or singing with or growing alongside Hinenu, I'm getting to know my new hometown of Baltimore. I live in a house full of books and art with my partner Ever, our dog Rhoda, our cats Bert and Yantif. I love dystopian science fiction, Riot Girl, marching bands and klezmer, the ocean and every other body of water, and cooking large portions of complicated food for people I love. I deeply believe in the U.S. Postal Service and have sent mail from the Yosemite National Park Post Office which was a life highlight. I'm a white Ashkenazi queer femme, and those are all words that we'll explore a lot on Thread. Before moving to Baltimore, I created another podcast called Kaddish, which was about death and mourning and identity. And you can listen to that at any time at arianacats.com slash Kaddish. If the only thing that this podcast accomplishes is to have someone resist saying even one time, I'm a bad Jew, then it will have been a success. Rule number one, there is no such thing as a bad Jew. Bad people, sure, maybe, I don't know. We can talk about apostates and rebels all you like, but rule number one is there is no such thing as a bad Jew. And how much you know certainly isn't what defines it. So this is a podcast for question asking for problematizing, and for struggling. My plan is to post weekly episodes answering one question at a time, and in the future post interviews or shiurim, which are classes often in the lecture style that I teach at Hinenu, and just other recordings from the life of the shul and the people that I get to learn from. You can submit a question if you want to hear it answered on this show at bit.ly slash threadpodcast or find episode transcripts and more information at arianacats.com slash thread. Your questions will make the show possible, so keep them coming. You can get super fancy if you want, and I would love to hear your voice. If you want to record a voice memo, you can have it played on the show and just email it to rabbi at hinenubaltimore.org. Judaism is sometimes what we call a heavy lift. It has a lot of knowledge, a lot of background. It can feel like you're drawing from a deep well full of sweet water that is just waiting for you. It can also feel like you have been pushed into the well and you're drowning. And when you look up, you're surrounded by faces that are jeering and they all seem to know what page in the sea door you should be on. And you're just sort of drowning there at the bottom of the well. So instead, when we look at Jewish tradition, Ask yourself, what have you learned? What teachers have you had that make you feel like you can tap into this deep well and not feel attacked away by it? What inspires you to keep coming back to this place? What do we need to change in how our communities talk about practice and history to have the wealth of information we hold as a mixed multitude of people instead feel like an invitation and an opportunity?
I'm not going to answer a listener-submitted question on this episode, but rather I wanted to share with you about where the name for this podcast comes from. So it starts from the Mishnah, which was composed in Talmudic Israel, uh, somewhere between 190 and 230 CE. And this is from Chagiga, which translates to the festival offerings, and it's in the second order of the Mishnah, Moed, festivals. If you want to talk more about the organization of the Mishnah and our rabbinic tradition, um, we can definitely do that. Just let me know. Okay, so the text itself. Laws concerning Shabbat and festival offerings and stealing from things that are designated holy. These are like mountains hung from a hair. They have few verses and many laws. Judgment and service, purity and impurity and improper sexual relations, they have plenty to be based on. Hen hen gufei Torah. They themselves are the body of Torah. Mishnah Chagiga 1.8 comes up and just says it. Man, there are a lot of laws, but some feel precariously rooted in text. They're like mountains hanging by a hair. Few verses, but many laws. Is that a condemnation? Or maybe an invitation? Shabbat and our festivals and keeping things that are designated holy as holy for ritual offering, those really matter. This is a powerful image. That an entire civilization, specifically in Chagiga, the laws of Shabbat and festival offerings, is suspended on something that is so arguably tenuous that it could snap at any time. This is a serious moment of transparency for the voice of the text to name that it is in many ways a codex of laws that extrapolates with great vigor. So when you say in English hanging by a thread, we can imagine, as the rabbis did, Mount Sinai itself, dangling by the thinnest hair, and somehow managing to stay afloat. And I'm stuck on this question of if we see that as a weakness, or maybe it's the strength of tradition, that so much can be supported by so little. So when we find ourselves full of uh, negative self-talk and critique that say, you know and feel so much, but the actual things that's rooted in are so little, if that has been your experience of coming closer to Jewish practice or to exploring different parts of Jewish practice, Know that Chagiga was wrestling with the same thing. And if you find yourself deep in ritual practice that you've been doing for years and years and years and generations and generations and aren't so really sure what the origins of it was, that tenuousness is so holy that we get this metaphor, that it's like a mountain hanging by a hair, that that hair, that connecting line, is incredibly powerful. This show is also called Thread because of Techelet, the blue dye that we are commanded in the text of Bamidbar, the Book of Numbers, to wear in our tzitziot, the fringes on the corners of a talit, a prayer shawl. We're commanded to look upon these tzitziot as a reminder. Thread because the fringes call us back and call us to remember that which we might never have known in this world and could remember in the future. I'm interested in this idea of tzitziot as a reminder of our collective past. It's pretty clear to me that tzitziot serve as a reminder of a collective past, of a collective myth. Thread, because when we say the Shema, those who are wearing talitot gather in tzitziot on the four corners, reminding us that God loves what is on the margins. And thread, because our stories are stitched together by tradition, by innovation, by historical moves and personal values because the threads that weave together Jewish life and practice are varied and beautiful, because the metaphor just works, 
as we quilt together the parts of who we are, or who our communities are, or what we know about Jewish tradition, or what our political secular values and our texts say, we stitch it together with a lot of hard work, with so much self-knowledge, and so much previous experience. And Thread is in memory of my grandmothers, Claire Singer and Abigail Katz of Blessed Memories, who, like Mishle Lamed Aleph, Proverbs 31, it says, Darshat semer ufishtim veta'as bechafetz kapeha. She looks for wool and flax and sets her hand to them with a will. Your craft, your trade, and your threads were things of beauty. Okay, so that was a quick first episode, but at the end of each one, I'll recommend a book or article or something related to the topic for further reading. So this week's continued reading is Mountains Hanging by a Strand, rereading Mishnah Chagiga 1.8 in the Journal of Ancient Judaism by Michal Bar Asher Siegel, and you have to have that academic access to get such a file. And also the Mishnah itself, Chagiga 1.8. I want to learn from your learning, so if you spend time with either of these texts, the primary or secondary, let me know what you thought. I also want to recommend Whole Wide World by Shoshana Jedwab. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. I had a chance to hear her perform it um, earlier this fall, and the way she introduced it was that um, she was wondering what was the song that the women who were weaving the textiles for the Mishkan sang to one another. So in honor of all of the threads, that song. Okay, so that's all for now. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. The next episode will be out in a week. If you've got a question you want to hear me answer, you can go to bit.ly slash threadpodcast or email me a voice memo at rabbi at and find everything about this at arianacats.com slash thread. You can also find us on Instagram at threadpodcast and in general, just be in touch. Our gorgeous logo, which hopefully makes a little bit more sense now, um, was made by Alyssa Martel, and this awesome music was made by Lori Spector of Hothead. And you can find more about Lori at hothead.biz. Okay, until I come up with a better sign-off, which I'm now officially soliciting opinions about, be well, take good care, be drought, so long, onward, bye.